0: What do you think will happen in 2019? Well, Timothy Dooner of Consulting Logistics Podcast joined me in my last episode to talk all about what 2019 will look like, supply chain technology, conferences, data, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss that episode, so make sure you check it out, and that's at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 46 welcome to let's talk supply chain my name is sarah barnes humphrey and each week i bring you the top supply chain professionals In the industry, you will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. We are journeying into conference season and I just want to let you know where I will be. On February 7th, I will be in Toronto moderating a panel at the SCMAO Leadership Series. Then on February 28th, I will be moderating two panels at the ISM Diversity Conference in Houston. And lastly, I'll be moderating the leadership panel March 5th at TPM, Plus, there's a woman in supply chain event that I'm going to be participating in at TPM as well. So I hope to see you there because those are going to be some amazing Conferences. So, we could not bring this podcast to you without the support of our community, and that includes our sponsors. Border Buddy approached me to sponsor the podcast, and I thought it was a no brainer because I love what they are doing and how they are disrupting the industry. Border Buddy is taking a modern, fresh approach to clearing goods. I mean, I've been in the industry for over 20 years, and I have never seen anything like this before. Guys, our industry is changing right before our eyes, and Border Buddy is who you will want on your side as they are forward-thinking and do amazing things like integrate with your online platforms, including Shopify. So go visit them at borderbuddy.com for more information. On today's show, we are talking about visibility, but before we dive into that big topic, let's go over the question of the week in Listener's Corner. So Chris Turner from London, he sent over, what are the organizational capabilities we must develop to create advantage and fuel growth in our supply chains. Well, we had some great discussions over on Twitter as well as LinkedIn on the Let's Talk Supply Chain page. So on Twitter, we heard from MayBest Procurement. Effective communication. It's the ever-present challenge in all organizations, whether between departments or divisions, or supply chain professionals and suppliers. We also heard from Steve at Supply Chain Brew. Collaboration on forecast, order, fulfillment, docs, invoices, and and settlement across multiple disparate companies and their respective walled gardens of ERP. And then on LinkedIn, we heard from Dave Mendenhall, I would say access to accurate and timely data, the ability to quickly make decisions based on these data elements and flexibility to change according to what the data is telling you supply chain can't be thought of as a thing. It's fluid and end to end, always requiring deep learning and adjustment to market region period conditions. We also heard from Timothy Duner, Sam Sharma said transparency and Chris Turner also gave us a little bit of an antidote to this question as well. So remember to send me your supply chain questions and be a part of the conversations every Wednesday on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. So today is all about visibility, and from some of the research the team at JOC has done, it is the most important topic amongst shippers today. So who better to join me to discuss visibility but Jim Hayden, and he is the CTO at Savvy Technology. Let's learn a little bit more about Jim. As Chief Technology Officer, Jim Hayden shapes the company's analytics strategy and drives continued innovation among Savvy's full solution suite. Jim brings 20 years experience conducting award-winning work on the practical application of analytic methods and technologies including knowledge discovery data mining, and predictive analytics. He has a proven track record of building and growing analytics and data businesses from zero to millions of dollars in multiple verticals. Before joining Savvy, Jim was Vice President Analytics at TEOCO, and other key roles included Vice President and Chief Strategic Officer, or Strategy Officer for that matter, at Mantis, which was a global analytics leader in the compliance and anti-money laundering software market.
1: So welcome to the show, Jim. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so glad that you came on the show today. I mean, Savvy seems to be the go-to in supply chain to discuss visibility. And so I'm super excited to start with an overview of who Savvy is. You know, tell us about what it is that you do and what's the story behind the brand.
1: Sure, happy to. Savvy technology has been around for more than 25 years. We've been providing visibility into the movement of critical shipments for the global supply chain for both the U.S. military and NATO allies, dating way back to the Gulf Wars. And about five years ago, we started to look at repurposing this technology for the commercial sector. And so that's where we are today. Today For both government commercial customers. We provide asset tracking and supply chain visibility. And what's what's Savvy's brand? Savvy has a tagline called the value of knowing. And I think that sums up our brand. Can you tell me why? Yeah, that's what we focus on. Telling customers things they don't know about what's going on in their supply chain. With Savvy's capabilities you know things you didn't know before and that's but, why we're around
0: yeah and i love that because you're you know you're able to take a look at what they're doing in their supply chain gives them give them some visibility into what's working what's not working and i think we're going to talk a little bit more about that so from your experience why is visibility such a challenge but so important for supply chains the
1: problem with visibility, And why it's a challenge today is in the supply chain industry, if you will, they're, they're not exactly eager to try out new technology. They've built processes and procedures around tracking global shipments with faxes and spreadsheets and phone calls to find out where things are, or trading carrier EDI messages that are notoriously uh, late or actually have... Data quality and, and trying to understand what's going on in your supply chain with data that's not timely, sometimes wrong, and not easily passed between one another is a big challenge.
0: Absolutely, and I think it also comes from the fact that there's so many different intermediaries involved in a supply chain. I mean, we talk about supply chain; it starts at sourcing, you know, and procurement, and it goes all the way down the line to last mile delivery. And there's so many different people and companies involved in every step of the way.
1: Absolutely, and and, and we focus on one of the tougher challenges, and that's global shipments where. By definition, they're going to touch the hands of multiple carriers. They're going to be transited on multiple modes. Sometimes you contract with a carrier and they subcontract to another carrier and you have no idea that's even happening. There's no need to tell you, trust me, I'll get your goods there. But if you don't really understand who's touching your goods at every moment, then you're in the dark.
0: Yeah, and does part of the challenge come from maybe the service providers and not being able to really get entwined and, and really understand and see where your products are? Yeah,
1: they, they live in a world of where was my product last seen, not where's my product now. So they have milestone messages that they get. It arrived at this port and then you don't hear from it for 30 days till it arrives at the next port, the port of discharge. You're you're left in the dark for 30 days there. Whereas if you had a real-time understanding of where your container is, you would know if something goes wrong. You would know if it missed a transshipment at a transshipment port. Without that type of information, you're having disruptions occur all the time that you're unaware of.
0: Absolutely, and I love that analogy. Um, and it's so true. You know, they're really looking at the next milestones, but not really looking at the present. Um, so that really sums up that relationship between service providers and shippers right now. It's what they've always done. It is. It is. And I think that there's some companies out there that are trying to change that,
1: right? Absolutely. We're one of them.
0: Yeah and it's it's definitely definitely needed. And I think part of that issue too is that everybody has a bit of a siloed mentality instead of a collaborative mentality
1: as well, right? Right. And 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 it's the, a complex network as you mentioned and the data needs to be exchanged much faster, as close to real time as possible and and seamlessly too. It it can't be stuck in one place. It can't show you what's happening in real time, except for the six hours that it was in this location where it just went dark. It's those dark areas that we try to light up for our customers.
0: So one question for you, though, what is real time today and where do you think real time is going to go pretty quickly in the future?
1: Yeah. So in, in our world, we're using GPS sensors that transmit the location and condition of cargo through the wireless network, that's as real-time as you talking to somebody on a telephone. That's the real-time we're dealing with today. The real-time they've been living with can sometimes be end of the day, two days later, end of the week. Sometimes they get carrier messages that a vessel unloaded a container three weeks after it happens.
0: Wow. Okay. So we talk about, um, better performance. You know, everybody really wants to achieve and see better performance from their supply chains. And, um, from what I, from the research that I've done on Savvy and what you guys are doing over there, I think that visibility might be the key to that. So how can companies achieve better performance when they implement visibility into their supply chains?
1: So, when you think about performance, typically you think about cost reduction as well. And that's an area that customers look to us to help prove out, to prove the ROI on on the visibility solution. So, as an example, we use these real time sensors that can tell you exactly how long a container stayed at a port after it was unloaded from a vessel. They get invoices today from ports and carriers. For demurrage, which is like a rental fee for keeping a container there, and they have no way of auditing those today. They just pay these bills. They trust the carrier. With this type of real-time information, you've got a built-in audit trail that can say, no, that container was there for exactly three and a half days, not the six days you charged me for. You multiply that times the number of containers you're shipping around the globe, sometimes in the millions or more, that savings add up quickly. That's just one area of cost reduction.
0: Interesting. Do you have any other examples? I mean, we're going to get into a real-life example of, you know, from end-to-end how you've helped a company or a customer with visibility, but what are some of the other cost
1: reductions that you can get from visibility? Sure. So that's looking more at the audit trail associated with what you're seeing. There's the real-time information and being able to act as quickly as possible. If you see that a container didn't get on a vessel, you don't now have to wait until that vessel gets to the port of discharge to find out it's not there. You can make alternative plans. You can use an alternative mode. You can have it air-shipped instead just to make sure it gets to the customer on time. When we talk about performance, the other aspect besides cost is customer satisfaction. So if you've got custom-manufactured goods or You've got a hot shipment that has to be there. Knowing where that is at all times and being able to communicate to that customer when it's going to get there helps improve customer satisfaction. It's a little less measurable. But when our customers see that ability that they haven't had before, they get the value.
0: Yeah, and I think that alternatives are a really really big advantage to shippers and that's why shippers are really saying hey we need more of this visibility not not just on our own but collectively throughout the supply chain because like you said if you have you know a shipment that is expected to leave on these dates and you know it's hitting different milestones Um, according to those dates. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, it's been bumped or it can't get on that vessel or, you know, there's a slew of things that can happen. Um, The trouble that I I think the shippers are, are really trying to figure out here is how do we jump on that early enough so that we have alternatives? Maybe we take some of that shipment and ship it air.
1: Right, right. One of our customers, we're doing multimodal tracking. We generate estimated time of arrivals using machine learning technology, and we can tell them if it's going to be late to the port of discharge. If they've booked that container to go by rail to the customer, well, that takes longer than a truck transit for a customer. So what they've been doing is, if it looks like it's delayed to the port of discharge, cancel the rail and change it to truck to ensure it gets there in time.
0: Interesting. So um, how are you doing that with machine learning then? Like how are you actually, so you're being proactive rather than reactive, which is what we've been used to in the industry.
1: Yeah, that's another big change in, in the world of technology now. So we're capturing all of this detailed shipment information, every location update, when it actually got there, and we're using machine learning technology to build predictive models to understand now in real time on this shipment, when's it's going to get to its destination? And that can vary by geography, by mode, by time of day, by day of week. It can vary depending on port congestion, it can weather can impact that. And there's a variety of factors that our data scientists consider when building these models to get it as accurate as possible. And they're constantly trying to improve those models.
0: I love that. That's definitely going to, you know, help on the shipper side for sure. And I think the service provider should should get on board with that as well. So um, why don't you give us a real life example? You've given us some really good sort of high level examples. Um, But why don't you give us a real life example of how you and Savvy, the team at Savvy have helped your customers with visibility?
1: Sure. So we've talked about uh, performance and, and cost. Another area we help customers is in protecting against theft and damage. We use sensors that track the location as well as environmental conditions the cargo's incurring right now. So temperature, humidity. And one of the ones there's a pretty big demand for in the market now is shock. And shock's an indicator that Potentially, something got dropped or mishandled, a forklift dropped it, and we're measuring G-force. And with that information, combined with who the carrier was, where it happened, what was the packaging I was using, what mode was it on, they could help optimize across all of those dimensions. So I'll give you a real-life example of understanding root cause. In one case, a customer shipping air freight, which is the most expensive way to ship, because they believed that the ocean shipments, the shock associated with those was leading to damage of their product. Their product was high-value glass. Through the use of the visibility platform, they were able to determine that the mode didn't really matter, whether it was air or a much cheaper alternative ocean. It turns out that the G-force was being incurred when one or two specific carriers were handling the goods. And so they were able to reduce cost by eliminating those high-cost air shipments, ship by ocean and be confident the packaging will work, and have a discussion with those two carriers about the way they're handling their goods.
0: Wow. Wow. That is, that's a really, really great example. I mean, my other question about the shock indicator, um, because like that's just interesting that you can actually narrow it down to the carrier, which is amazing. But with the shock indicator, are you going to be able to, um, know that your product's damaged before it even leaves the dock so you can replace it or have it left behind?
1: Absolutely. And you set thresholds for what are tolerable levels of shock. And if you're, you know, in this case, a glass manufacturer or an electronics manufacturer, one of the worst things that can happen is that to arrive at its destination, it's broken and you didn't know about it. And so understanding damage incurred as soon as it's incurred allows you to replace it before it even gets there and ensure it never gets there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we're talking about saving in cost, but think about the saving in time, just the time alone, because if they were shipping ocean freight, let's say from, you know, even if like India, you know, six weeks away, or or China is at least three to four weeks away, and you get it here, and it's all damaged, But if you could know if it gets damaged in transit before it leaves or or anywhere in between, the amount of time you're going to save by being able to replenish it before even knowing is just amazing.
1: Absolutely. It's time and then at the far end, it's customer satisfaction. And those are two of the most important measurements there are in the supply chain. Timeliness, quality, and cost are the three things they're measured on. and this can help impact all three of those.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we've, we've kind of covered the ROI and the benefit um, that a customer can sort of see from this. Is there anything else that you would add? I mean, we've talked about cost reduction. We've talked about the savings in time. Um, what else would you add as far as an ROI or a benefit to a customer?
1: So it it depends on what they're shipping. So um, when we look at securing goods that are of high value, we also look at high-consequence goods, things like chemicals that, if they were to go missing, could be really bad for the brand that manufactures that. Or if a pharmaceutical is shipping some medication and it gets... Taken and then counterfeited, that could lead to the end of the company. And so protecting brand is one of the things you can get out of deploying a visibility solution.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And in one of the research or in one of the articles that I read from Savvy, um, it really caught my attention because it talked about Netflix being a good model for supply chain visibility. Can you talk about that?
1: Sure. It's kind of a model of how technology has enabled them to do that. So it used to be kind of batch mode. You get mailed the movie, and then you watch it, and you mail it back again. And it took a week to get it, and it took a week to return it. And then they started applying big data-type technology that combined both real-time, which allows people now to watch any streaming content pretty much anywhere they want to. And so that requires a massive, scalable platform to be able to do that. And then they've also put together this notion of a central location to find everything you want to know about what Netflix offers. Here's every content, and that's analogous to shippers and manufacturers having an operation center where they can see every shipment at every time and have it be exception-driven to say, highlight the ones I need to care about here. And so this notion of, Taking all this transactional data and then putting it all together requires really advanced platforms. But that's not all they've done. So that part's pretty straightforward. The other part they've done is they've taken all of this transactional data and they've analyzed it with machine learning technology. And that's why they're pretty good at telling you, you like this movie, you'll probably like this movie, too. History is a pretty good predictor of what's going to happen in the future. And that's the exact same technology platform that we use to capture this transaction-level data to provide real-time information, but also deep historical data mining to tell them some things about their business they didn't know. So we've kind of focused in our discussion so far on the operational things, the real-time things. But if you've got all this data and you can analyze it, you can understand which carriers are performing well, which lanes are performing well, by time of year, which port should I use, which port shouldn't I use. That data over time can help with the planning aspect, which can then lead to bigger savings. It's not a container-by-container saving. It's more of a bigger savings for the company.
0: Well, I definitely love that analogy. And I think that a lot of people are going to be able to better understand it, right? Because everybody knows the Netflix model. Um, right. And it's just a correlation to 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 show them the Netflix model in regards to supply chain, um, which is great. And I and I really love that. And I'm going to have that article on the webpage where we're going to have this episode posted. So they can speak okay. for that as well. Great. So. Okay, in our discussions, I know that every single company that has a supply chain that is doing logistics absolutely needs what you guys are working on and what what you are bringing to the supply chain industries. But I want to know from you, you know, what who what type of companies do you want to work with?
1: Yeah, like you said, everyone can take advantage of this, but companies that have high value goods are clearly the ones That can get the most immediate ROI. One bad thing happens to one of their containers, and they could be in trouble. The example I gave about the uh, glass customer, the price of the sensor was less than 200 times the price of what they were shipping. Being able to predict that with such, such a small investment is pretty straightforward for these folks with the high value goods. The other part of our sweet spot is global. If you're just shipping inside the domestic United States, there's it's pretty easy to get the location. There's other companies that do that, but when your shipments start going truck, rail, ocean, barge, rail, truck across the world, that's when you need the ability to pull all of those disparate transactions together to find out what's going on.
0: Interesting. Okay. And so I want to leave the listeners with an actionable item, um, something that they can do to really start them on their visibility journey. I mean, obviously one of them is to reach out to Savvy, um, but if they wanted to sort of take a look at it and start doing things on their own, what is the first thing that companies should do to get started on their visibility journey?
1: Well, I think there's a couple different ways to think about that. I think the first one is to ask yourselves, where are my biggest blind spots? Where in my supply chain do I have the least amount of understanding of what's going on? One example of that would be at ports. Ports have handoffs, either between ocean carrier to ocean carrier or rail carrier to ocean carrier or truck carrier. Those are the areas that need to be illuminated. The other place to think is where can I get the most value? And do I have problematic transport lanes or carriers that I want to put a magnifying glass on or have I just signed a new customer and I want to thrill them. So I'm going to track every single piece of what we manufacture all the way to their door.
0: That's perfect. So digging in a little bit deeper and taking a look at what you're currently doing in your supply chain. I mean, obviously, people are, are looking that looking at that a lot more often these days, but really understanding where you're going to get the most value from data and visibility and, and all of that. So I love that a lot. And I think that those are actionable items and steps that or easy steps that people can take and really put into their strategy for 2019. So as we look at 2019, as we look at the future, what What's next for Savvy Technology?
1: So we're an interesting company. We, we're both a hardware company and a software company. So we'll continue to make advances in our sensor technology. You know, the cost of the components continues to go down. Bandwidth is becoming cheaper. Processing power is becoming cheaper. In the future of the Internet of Things, which is what we're talking about, are these devices are things talking connected through the Internet is to push some of that intelligence that's now done in the software out to that sensor, out to the edge. And that's the future. Put These algorithms that we have models built for that are running on our back end, let's start putting those into the firmware, in the sensor, so there's no latency at all between something happening and the sensor deciding what to do about it. And then the other area, of course, is, is analytics. So we talked about our predictive ETA to get arrival time or we generate things like propensity for risk scores based on geolocations and things that have happened there. But the future of of analytics, the whole promise of analytics, is not to say, hey, this is about to happen. It's to say, this is going to happen, and here's the optimal resolution for you to deal with this. And so taking that next step and saying, it's great to now know of disruptions in near real time but the next step will be and here's what you do about it too minimize cost minimize concerns with the customer whatever your criteria is for optimizing the outcome
0: absolutely and it's definitely coming right
1: it's coming no it's doubt.
0: definitely coming and and i think if people aren't embracing you know these these different products that are out there, this, this innovation that is out there that's going to help them navigate the futures of their supply chain. I think that, uh, you know, you just don't know where you're going to go.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be used as a competitive advantage.
0: Oh, absolutely. Your supply chain should be your competitive advantage. And that, you know, I recently read an article that the next CEOs are going to come from a supply chain background.
1: Yeah, they've seen the toughest challenges out there as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, and they're problem solvers. And, um, you know, innovation is really going to change the game in this industry. And I'm excited to see that happen. So I never actually realized how much visibility actually means to supply chain and your bottom line. But today, Jim has given us plenty to think about and how we can get started. So to learn more about Jim and savvy technology, I will have all of the information on our site at Let's Talk Supply. Chain.com forward slash season two dash episode 47 plus you can visit them directly at savvy.com that's s-a-v-i dot thank you to jim savvy and the team over at speaker for talk taking the time to make this interview happen and i just want to thank you jim for
1: coming on the show thank you sarah my pleasure
0: If you liked this episode, go and check out my episode with Peter Tershwell of JOC, and that's Season 2-Episode 1. That's where he reveals Shipper's pain points, and we speak more about visibility. In next week's episode, I am speaking to Ryan Miller of Flash Global about what the bleep is a global service supply chain partner. So you're not going to want to miss that one. Stay tuned and hear more about that from Ryan. There's a few ways to support the show if you are interested in showing us some love. One is to rate and review the show, and you can do that both on iTunes and on Stitcher, and that allows other people also to find this show as well. Uh, secondly, I have a supply chain dictionary, 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions in supply chain. If you're new to the industry or or want to be able to share that with your team, go to shop on letstalksupplychain.com. Next, we have ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z My team and I are still working on this platform. And if you want to be one of the first people to know about it once we launch, you're going to want to put in your information at the website. And lastly, join our conversations on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and instagram and again we do that question of the week every wednesday so you want to be part of that discussion you want to be part of that conversation so make sure to follow the show there thank you so much for tuning in and spending your time with me today i hope you have an amazing day and remember everybody ship happens